What up, Tate Schoolers? Welcome to another great episode of Tate School of Fitness, Fitness Corner Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Miss Saleh. She is a dietitian and nutritionist um, uh, trying to help individuals with weight loss, hypertension, diabetes, uh, and other medical nutritional therapy and other needs that they may have. Welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. That's that's good. I'm very, very happy to have you. This has been in the works for quite some time here because of scheduling. Uh, and I'm glad that we are finally sitting down because at a time like this in the world, uh, nutrition is very, very, very important. But before okay. I ask you questions about that, I have to ask you what made you get into nutrition? You know, um, I got into nutrition going to college. I was actually a public policy major and ended up taking like an intro to nutrition class for just credits to get to my major classes and ended up falling in love with it. That was one of the only classes that I was able to like. I really found myself doing that extra work, putting in the hours, talking to the professor, the instructor at the time. And um, she let me know. She was like, you know, you're doing really good in this class. You should you should look into becoming a nutrition major, you know, look into nutrition. I never even knew, you know, going from high school to college, that was even a possibility to work with people, really instruct them on what they're eating. So it was it kind of just took off ever ever since that class. I got into some different jobs, learning more about nutrition, and I just fell in love with it. It's it's powerful what food can do, you know? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cause food is medicine. Um, we, we know that, uh, uh, especially what you put in your body is what, you, wh- who you are. Um, mm-hmm. it affects your energy level. It affects your mood. It affects your everything. Um, and your skin, you know, you can tell how somebody's <laughs> eating with their skin because it, yeah. it, again, it shows, uh, what you're inside, what you put in the inside of yourself. And again, um, this time with this virus um, is not saying that people who eat a balanced diet or exercise or rest and stuff are immune from from it, but it gives them a fighting chance um, with just having overall health so they can fight not just okay. coronavirus, but a lot of different things that it helps out with. During your tenure of a dietitian, what um, could you tell us about some things that actually you have helped individuals kind of reverse, uh, eliminate medications because of the things that you suggested? Absolutely. So actually starting early this year, I started seeing clients one-on-one. Um, and with that, my main focus or kind of the main client I get is weight loss. And so, um, I've had at least seven to eight people that I've been working with, because honestly, when you start to get into this work, you realize like there's so many people that, that want to lose weight, but then they just have very, um, they just look at weight loss is like a fad and a trend, but understanding that it's really more so a lifestyle change. Um, And so I've helped people lose weight, but more importantly to me, it's more than just the number on the scale. It's helping people understand that, you know, you're not just dieting for a month or two months. You're really implementing changes, understanding, you know, to the cellular level, what's happening when you cut your calories or you include more fruits and vegetables in your diet, or you increase your fluid or water intake. So understanding some of those basic building blocks of nutrition, plus losing weight, you know, feeling better, it's all its all part of that process. But I try to educate my clients on more than just the number. Um, and so I would say that's been one of the number one things I've helped. I have a client now, I know, she uh, she has to lose about 30 pounds and then she's going to get off HCTZ, which is a uh, diuretic, makes you lose water medication. And so with understanding more about things like sodium, salt, how that can increase your swelling, she's really working hard now to cut down on her sodium, 
which hopefully she'll get off that medication by the end of the year. So we're like, we're working together. It's hard because if you've been eating like that for so many years, it's, (laughs) you know, I think a lot of people, they say it's easy and I'm just going to do it, but it really takes minimum for most clients between six to 12 months just to start to see those long lasting changes. I have to work with people for that long, for sure. Um, And so, yeah, I would say those are some of the things that I've really, that's been helpful seeing people change in that aspect, helping people in that aspect. Yeah. And and, and I'm glad you said that about the six to eight months, uh, even a year. Yeah. uh, Yeah, Even a year. Mm Yeah. Um, because a lot of people think, oh, I I don't see any results in a week or two weeks, then (laughs) I just need to stop. But yeah, it's, 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 it's very, this is life changing. Mm -hmm. And I try to convey that over with my clients as well about, um, eating and exercise. Like this is not something that you can do in a couple of days and things are going to turn around. You have to be consistent. I post mm-hmm. a lot. I just post some days about consistency because I individuals really don't know how important that is to better themselves in anything. You have to be consistent and it's going to be ups and downs. It's not going to always be good and it's not going to always be bad, but mm-hmm. you have to be consistent and keep showing up and keep doing what you're doing. And you said you said something that's very, very, very important that I think that the schoolers need to really pay attention just um, and take the heart and really consider when they're taking life changes when it comes to nutrition and exercise that do you really want to commit to this? Um, mm. That's that's what it's really about. It's about committing. Yeah. It's about saying that I'm going to do this no matter what, no matter how hard it is, no matter how at times I just feel like I'm failing, I'm going to keep going because if you don't, you will not even get close to the goals or what you want to see. Um, and that's so important what you do and what I do that we have to be that vessel, right? To kind of give them that uh, encouragement. Yeah, <laughs> like you can you can do this, but you just need to, you got to believe it more than I. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to push yourself. And speaking of that, is it times where you have to have these... Uh, come to Jesus or whatever talks with your clients where you're just like, okay, this is what we have to do. Do you have to have those conversations, those hard conversations with your clients? So, you know, it's funny, Tate. It's like I, because like I told you, when I first started this in the beginning of the year, I had to build that tough skin a little bit more. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done like the Enneagram test. Mm. Have you heard of that before? Mm-hmm. I'm a number nine. I'm a peacemaker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a bit of a transition for me too, and learning from my clients too. I appreciate them for teaching me. Like sometimes I just gotta be like, "This is what we're doing. This is how you do it." And if you don't want to do it that way, I can't work with you. I've had a lot of um, people that we've worked together one or two times, and I had to let them know, um, "I don't think I'm the dietitian for you. You maybe need." maybe an even more structured program, something maybe like a Weight Watchers, because that one, some people need that. Everyone can't work with you. or you. Everyone's not going to be your client. Everyone is not going to be, you know, able to understand how you operate and how you teach nutrition. So yeah. kind of learning and navigating that has been a big thing for me this year. And every, every day you're learning, you know, do yeah. I want to take this person on? Um, or maybe let me refer them to someone else um, because some people just they won't hear it from me but maybe someone else can kind of get through to them so that's definitely something I've had to to learn and work through and get better at but definitely had to let some people know and hard you know we we may go a week or two without talking and then I check back in with you like hey just want to see how things are going any improvement any changes any updates and people are You'll just be surprised. People will be like, oh, that was just a bad week. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still want to work with you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a bad week. You know, family, friends, just personal things can happen, jobs. Particularly, yeah. like you said, with COVID, it's really changed the dynamic of a lot of people's, like, everyday life. 
And so big changes like that really impact someone's nutrition as well. Yes. You know, you yes. <laughs> just their whole life is everyone's life has changed. So kind of even navigating that as a young business owner, um, how that imp- impacts my business and my practice and my work on a day to day basis has been I, you know, it's a handful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very challenging um, yeah. because, again, you have to, I look, my background is in psychology and I always, I look at that first with everything. Um, I'm just conditioned to be that way. And yeah. <laughs> even before I discovered psychology, I, always, I was like that as a child, which is weird, but that's a whole different story. But I will always look at that side of how, I would be, I'm slow to react in a harsh way with my clients because I'm like, it's no telling what you're going through or what you've been through with last year. So I'm going to cut a little slack. I still need to be firm and get us to the goals that we agreed upon. But Mm -hmm. I still try to consider that because like you said, you don't COVID, especially when it comes to food, people cope with food. So, <laughs> you know, so a lot of people always talk about the COVID-15 or the COVID-30 or whatever. It's yeah. like, that's real. Because even before that, people just, you sad, you eat, you happy, you eat, you're bored, you eat. And usually it's not healthy things that we eating when we in those states when our, you know, emotions are raw. So it is, it, is as health, I want to well, health healthcare professionals we are in a very tricky time and individuals don't understand that clients don't understand that and other healthcare professionals don't understand it like we can't go with what we used to go with because that's it's working but it's not working if you get what I'm saying like you have to consider everything now instead of just saying well this person just won't commit to the plan I look at it like well why you're not committing to the plan let's talk about that and let's really talk. Just don't give me the, I'm tired. This is too hard. Yeah. Um, I'm too busy. You know, the usuals. Uh, I don't have time to prep. No, we need to talk about the emotional, whatever's going on emotionally with you, because it's a lot going on and it's okay. I'm not your therapist, but I'm kind of like your therapist. Cause I know, you know, with clients, when it comes to food, you yes. get you hear some conversations, <laughs> you know. You hear some things that are <laughs> like, um, you know, that uh, they won't share with other people, and mm-hmm. so it is. It's 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 a tricky spot to be in, and uh, uh, going into that, has it been some conversations or things that people shared with you that you was like was kind of shocked that they actually told you um, during your time. You know, I, of course, now I'm trying to think. I haven't heard anything too out the blue, you know, but just I definitely get some of that. They kind of just offload on me some of that day to day stress work was work this week was really stressful or we have a big event coming up with the family, you know, during the summer, particularly during the summertime, a lot of vacations. Yes. Um, kids and changes and then still having to deal with school and COVID. So Mm -hmm. I definitely try to dedicate at least um, seven to 10 minutes to let people just, you know, kind of that small talk in the beginning. I don't try to go straight into, okay, what's the weight this week? How you been doing? Let's check your logs. You know, I get, I try to incorporate that more of that human aspect of it Mm -hmm. that um, because like you were saying, we, we're in a tricky spot and we actually become such an integral part of that person's life. If they, if they listen, you know, and, mm-hmm. and if they put in that work, you really, you, that person becomes like your my friend. Like I call my clients by their first name. Yeah. Um, we get on that basis. Like, how is your kid doing? How is this person doing in your life? Because once you, once you start talking to someone every week, every other week, it really, you start to see that these people need that accountability and that, um, that support. Uh, and that's why really, honestly, I'm even learning, like I can't even really have that many clients because that energy takes, Mm -hmm, (laughs) it mm -hmm. takes a lot of energy to keep up with that many people. Yes. 
Yes, it, it does. It's um, we're human, so you do form these connections, and mm-hmm. it especially if somebody with you for quite some time, uh, yeah. you feel they pain. You feel when <laughs> things happen and life happens. That's that's one thing about. Uh, that's why I'm not too strict with my clients when it comes to time uh, and cancellation as much as I should be. Because <laughs> it's like... Uh, Talk about it as a business owner. <laughs> yeah, like you you want to you want to set ground rules and you want to make sure that your contracts are honored. But then again, it's like, what can you do when somebody call and say, oh, I lost my mother, I lost my father, I lost my brother, my sister. And mm-hmm. especially because of last year, that has happened a lot. You know, my spouse. in the hospital. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So it's like, okay, let's talk about it. Let's try to work it out. I don't want to lose you as a client. They don't want to lose me as a trainer or a, 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 a coach or whatever. And it, it just comes to, like you said, you have to be human. You have to give them time to just let it out. Because it's a lot of spaces where individuals, they can't let it out. Because they are the strong one, right? So yeah. they they can't really just say, break down. But I have had people break down doing sessions. Like, mm-hmm. like yo, like, okay. Did, was, did, was it was the exercise too hard? I didn't even know what was going on. And it's like, they're no. crying about something else. So, um I say all that for just grace and people should have grace. And I just, I feel especially with food is such a pivotal uh, thing in in the culture of this country, in the world. But food is major. Like people don't, you know, and we share great moments with food. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't understand um, the real impact of what you do. Because... I remember working at the hospital and the dietitians there. Um, now, this is back in the day. I don't know now. but <laughs> So, I don't want to say, but they wasn't making a lot of money. And I'm thinking, like, that's one of the... This is so important to people's health is what they're eating. So, why not pay them? Why not pay these individuals who are helping get these people healthy? Because this is, again, so valuable um, to our existence of what foods to eat. Um, and so I, what you do is very, very important. And especially the fact when your clients get to their goals, uh, what is that feeling like when they do achieve their goals? How do you feel when the clients just like, okay, we got the 30 off or the 50 or whatever. Um, what is that feeling? You know, it's, it's such a good feeling because it, I would just say, you know, oftentimes a lot of them believe or didn't believe they could really do it. And when they come or reach out to me, they're, I usually get people who have tried, I mean, from Weight Watchers to Noon to Beachbot, they've tried almost every single thing. Mm -hmm. And so... When I tell them, okay, I do a whole foods, food first approach. I'm not putting you on a million supplements. You know, it is going to be basically a, we're doing a calorie reduction. And then we slowly start to introduce foods back. But you can still have your favorite foods with my meal plan. And it's really not Mm -hmm. a meal plan. It's um, a meal structure. Mm Mm-hmm. I like to call it because, you know, I think people, I don't tell people what to eat exactly to the T, like one apple or 15, 15, like, I don't, that's not the way I do it. It's very, I let the client take the lead. And when they start to realize like, oh, I can have my favorite food, but let me look at the back of the box and look at the portion size and see, okay, I get two carb servings of meals. So if I do it, I drink this, this tea and then I have you know a piece of bread that's pretty much it understanding like okay having that structure with their meals versus saying you eat this has been to me really rewarding um to see how clients are opening up and realizing like their favorite foods can still be in their everyday life but just in a more structured way yeah I would definitely say it's been it's been amazing 
Yeah. It's been amazing. And then just seeing when people say, wow, like, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not overeating anymore. I'm, I feel full. I feel fulfilled, you know, because like you were saying, it's it's so important to us, um, you know, that when people feel super restricted, which is what oftentimes other programs may do, they they kind of bounce back. Yeah, And so it's like, I've been restricted for a month, so I'm going to go and eat everything I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And then you see that weight come back on. But now kind of my switch up is more that intuitive eating, keep making sure the client understands and feels like they're in control, um, making sure they're tapping into those feelings. Like you said, that emotional piece of it is really big in the practice. Because yeah. to me, if you don't have that, you have nothing. You really... Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. That, that's, that's so true. Because um, if your mind is not into it, it's, it's nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to work. I was uh, speaking to a client actually earlier today, and I told him, I said, you have to commit. You have to get mentally focused. <laughs> because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you are reverting back to, it's everybody else fault while I'm this way. Um mm-hmm. And it's not, you know, you have total control of what you do. And no matter what, you have total control of what you do at the end mm-hmm. of the day. If you're not getting enough rest, if you're not eating like you're supposed to. Yeah. If you're not drinking enough water like you're supposed to. At the end of the day, it's up to you. And I think that's the hardest thing to get that emotional and mental peace, you know, yes. you know, and you have to really wherever you got to go. Whoever you got to dig, whoever you got to listen to, to get you mentally focused, that's what it's going to take. And if you have to do it every single day, I remember when I was on my weight loss journey, uh, when I first started and um, I lost my first 100 pounds. And wow. every day <laughs> I used to listen to Eric Thomas every day. And then I want to say 20... 19 I discovered David Goggins and he's a little bit more raw he's like just get it done stop making excuses you know it's the the mental but that helped What's me name again? David da- David Goggins David Goggins okay Goggins yeah David Goggins um he is just get it done you know no excuses he used to yeah. be really big and he lost a lot of weight in a short period of time so he can become a Navy SEAL and um that that stuck with me because I was like, you you just got to get it done. Oh, you're tired. Everybody else is tired. You're mm. busy. Everybody's busy. Um, <laughs> you, 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 you you having a bad day? Everybody has bad days. So yeah. not not trying to negate that, but strip stripping away the ability to make that an excuse. Mm-hmm. I think that is so important. And what we do and try to convey to the people that we help um, and create that structure so they can see that I can do this. I just don't have the, I just didn't have the discipline. I didn't have mm-hmm. the structure to do it. And once they get that, it's like, wow, this is really easy. And then they take that and use it in other aspects of their lives because That's they're funny. like, hey, that worked here. So I'm sure it can work there. And I want to talk about. The, st- the structure that you create for them with they with their meals, what would uh, what would that look like? Well, when you would structure somebody plan meal plan quotation mark, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. So what that looks like is so in the the first session normally is about sixty minutes, and in that session we talk about I'm really getting a lot of the background. And with this, we we have a holistic practice. So I'm touching on exercise. What do you do for that? I'm touching on sleep. I'm touching on stress, as well as getting a history, your nutrition history, your weight history, kind of understanding how you came to me. So that takes the that takes sixty minutes minimum. Usually takes longer, but getting kind of faster with it. And then after that, I um, explain to them my our philosophy on nutrition i help them understand because a lot of people want to they want to do keto they want to do this atkins and i'm like we're just doing basic 
well-rounded, full whole meals, real mm-hmm. food, whole meals, you know. And so with that, I show them the my plate and help them understand how to set up their plate. Because mm-hmm. oftentimes I'm like, you don't only have to eat salad to lose weight. You can have a grain, you can have some fruit, you can have um, a starch, whether it be potato, uh, vegetables, plus your protein. So helping them understand what we're going to do for their meals. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the the rules for the plate. And then I let them fill in. Well, tell me what they like. Because, you know, I don't know if you don't like, you may not like fish. So I find that out in that first session. And then after we start to build that plate, I help them understand. And we use my fitness pal mm-hmm. for their logs. That's what I love that app. Shout yeah. out to my fitness pal. They do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you no. Know, Helping me, because that's a free app. You can buy the premium if you want, but you basically get everything you need um, helping them log. I think it has one of the biggest databases of foods, whether it be, you know, some type of chip you get from Kroger or something even international. They have the nutrition information on there. And so I kind of help them understand what I'm looking at. Uh, Say a client came to me for hypertension. I like that my fitness pal keeps the sodium levels on mm-hmm. there so they can see how much salt is in a serving or whatever that they're eating. Um, or they come to me for diabetes. I point out the carbs and help them understand. So it really depends on um, what the what the client's coming in for. Because um, normally, I, like I said, I get weight loss, but it's also weight loss plus they have diabetes mm-hmm. or weight loss plus they have um, a long-standing history of hypertension um, those those are really the top two: diabetes and hypertension oh, plus yeah. weight loss. Yeah, those three yeah, absolutely. <laughs> go hand in hand, and you start to realize like, oh, this is very common. Um, people are coming in with all three of these, or they're pre-diabetic. So, helping them understand how to set up that plate, helping them understand um, the car, what carbs are, and how how many servings of that they should have per day. Um, helping them read the labels. These are some of the basic things that I kind of include in um, my nutrition coaching to help them help them have like a better understanding of just nutrition. Because when I tell you people come to me with all kinds of, (laughs) I I would say the funniest lady I had, she told me she fasts for 23 hours a day and she eats one meal. She eats one meal a day and she's doing keto. I said, okay. And I said, okay, that's been working. She's like, yeah, I've lost weight. I'm like, okay, but do you know <laughs> you mm-hmm. can't live like that? Like, is that healthy or are you happy? Like, and she's like, I mean, I've just been doing it. And I'm like, you don't have to live like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and and I, of course, I got to blame it on the um, the industry, social the media. fitness. Oh, yeah. the industry, yeah. The fitness industry. And, oh, yeah, we're going to get to social media as well, but... The, okay. <laughs> but the fitness industry, because for years they always told you to restrict yourself. Like you can't have this, yeah. you can't have that. Uh, take that away. Take. But that's not reality for people, especially in mm-hmm. this country where you can press a button and have everything at your door to eat. Okay. So is 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 I think is better. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's more beneficial. If you just teach people how to eat instead mm-hmm. of focus so much on what to eat, because eventually that comes. Now, I could be wrong because I know my clients um, when I put on my nutritionist hat, I always t- I don't tell them what to eat. And they think that's mm-hmm. so weird. They're like, well, don't you want me to stop eating breads? Don't want to. I say, no, I want you to eat the correct portion size. Mm-hmm. I want you to eat. Four to six times a day as we exercise. I want you to drink water. I want you to rest. So it's totally like, what? You know, because I'm a vegan, so they think I'm going to make them be vegans. That's what I chose to do, okay? Um, You don't have to do that. I just want you to learn how to eat and what's right for you so we can get to that goal. And um, it's the industry got to the point was like, no, Atkins, um, what the Mediterranean diet? Um, I'm trying to name. It's been so many. Um, oh, it's countless. It, it's so, so many. many. Yeah, it's so I many. I do one every time somebody comes to me. I'm like, okay, what's what? So what is it? They're like, oh yeah, I've been doing this and this for. 
some weeks now. I'm like, okay, what is that? Exactly. It's it's constant. You have to you have to stay up on your game because it's it's like one come out every bikini season. It seems like now. Um, yeah. they're getting ready to get you to think that you have to walk around here eating bark off of trees <laughs> so you can be in shape and be fit and look yeah. the way you're supposed to. And it's totally not true um, nope. at all. And you mentioned social media earlier. That's That can be oh, a whole man. nother, you know, interview. But social media has ruined people to think how bodies are supposed to look. And it's unrealistic because these individuals have money to get surgery and mm-hmm. that's not how bodies look. But for some reason, we have yeah. these years of Instagram models. We have yeah. came to say, if you don't look like this, you're not valuable. And are you not worthy of my attention? Or why don't you go get this done? And unfortunately, it affects women more than it affects men. Men are still running out there getting yeah. their stuff done. They getting men are getting plastic surgery. They're getting stuff lifted and dyed and stuff as well. So I'm not just saying that this is a hair stuff y'all can do. Exactly. I'm not saying that this is a a woman issue. This is a a human issue of where this influence of social media has just ruined the concept of how a healthy individual is supposed to look. You know, what is attractive? Um, And I always tell my clients, being healthy is attractive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, because you're not in the hospital all the time. Uh, Your family not stressed out because you're in the hospital all the time. You're not stressed out because you're in the hospital all the time. Like, that's sexy. Um, Get, learn how, learn about food. Learn Mm -hmm. that food is energy. It is not a... Sell a, uh, a, um, a gift to celebrate, and it's not punishment. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a tool of energy for you to be able to function uh, properly and at your best. And again, I don't think we was taught that in school. It was just like, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, when did you first kind of start seeing food like that? Ooh, um, I have to say... When I really start working out, when I okay. really was like not just going in the gym, playing around, and I was like, oh, let me get a structure, that word again, of yeah. how to really work out. And someone helped me, taught me how to really work out, and she helped me learn how to become a trainer. And I'm still at this time, I'm 20, I don't know, 22, 21. So I work out play basketball for hours and then go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go to McDonald's. I go eat all this horrible food, pizza, whatever, whatever, and tons of it, tons of it. Drinking pop, drinking Kool-Aid, all this stuff. And one day I was getting up to go play basketball because I used to play early in the morning with the older gentleman who went to work and in the afternoon. And I was getting up one morning and I felt really bad. I was like, what's... I shouldn't be feeling bad because I was losing weight, but but I was feeling bad, right? And I was like, yo, something's not right. And I know it's crazy, but uh, a female I was dating at the time, she's like, why don't you get a salad? I'm like, a salad? She's like, yeah, why don't you get a you get a salad. Well, you need to start eating greens. I'm like, greens? I, I'm not at home. You know, my first apartment, like, I'm not doing that. So she took me to the grocery store and I bought my first bag of Iceberg salad <laughs> when I was like 20 so on my own. Now, of course, my parents had that in the house. But yeah. at that yeah. time, it was like years before I had a, between that and having a salad. Like it was so I look at it now. It was so weird. Like I never ate vegetables. And once she kind of introduced that, then she was one of these gimmick diet people as well. So she was like, why don't you try this? Um, the Atkins with me. So I was like, okay, I guess. So I tried that. I didn't like that because it was too meat heavy. Like I, I think mm-hmm. I have always been a vegetarian and a vegan, but I just didn't realize it yet because I never liked a whole bunch of meat. And it was meat heavy, lost weight, but it just was too meat heavy. And then mm-hmm. it would just kind of just, it made me feel sluggish. 
And then I was working in healthcare. So, you know, in healthcare is very diverse. You meet people from all over. And I met my first vegetarian and she was like, well, why don't you try to eat this way? And when I started, I realized I had more energy and I was like, oh, so food supposed to not make me sleepy after I eat it. It's supposed to make me want to get up and do something else. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that food is energy. And of course, I made the story long but short and sweet. But that was years because I kept going back and eating stuff I wasn't supposed to that wasn't right for my body. Mm-hmm. But once I finally did the vegetarian, then I went to vegan, and now I have all the energy in the world. And that's just my experience with food. And when I talk to my clients, I always tell them, I don't want to make you a vegan. I don't want to make you a vegetarian. But I do suggest that you do eat more whole grains. Yes. Yeah. More, more whole foods. Because I hate to say it when you're sitting across from that white coat and they're telling you that you had diabetes and and um, and um uh, hypertension. If they don't tell you, somebody going to come in and tell you and give you a food chart, right? That they usually do. If they don't send you to a dietitian, sometimes they just have the nurse come in there. And they give you this food chart. And on this food chart, when at this time you are diagnosed with these, it's what we telling you already. More whole foods. So why not just mm. do it now before we get to the point of where you have been diagnosed with hypertension, diabetes, and um, weight control is out of control. So the music to my ears. Yeah. It, it's good to you know when you hear it. This is it's you think it, you hear it, you do it, you live it. Like it's yeah it becomes like it's a lifestyle it's yeah. a lot you touched on so many things like even going back to when you said um just like atkins atkins you know no not to atkins i think it's a great diet for certain people mm-hmm. everyone is not the same mm-hmm. and having this one size fits all one size fits all nutrition is uh is non-existent nope for your friend back then Atkins worked beautifully for her. Mm-hmm. For you, it didn't work for you. No. <laughs> you know? And so having to help my clients realize, okay, we're going to try to figure out what works for you. And that's going to take time. Like you said, that took years. Yes. Years of you trying and finally meeting the right person and saying, okay, let me try this one out. You know? Um, but it, it just it just goes back to like having people understand. It's not one size fits all. Okay. Whoever influencer is doing, she's doing whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what mean is gonna work for you. Sorry, boo. Like, don't mean it's gonna work for you. Yeah. But you can try it. Yeah. But more than likely, I'm telling you, it's probably not yeah. your speed. Yeah. And then you're not knowing the behind the scenes. Yeah. Of what else could be. Yes, that's true. That's true. Because if you look at mirrors. Yes, absolutely. Because I was I was having this conversation the other day and I was like, well, you realize if they're sponsored, they have to do certain things. So they probably got a lot going on behind the scenes so they can look this way for this product. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have all that. You have to go to work. You got to do other things. So this just may not be for you. And I think I'm glad you said that when you say your clients, you had to say, let's see what worked for you. Because when I talk to my clients, I when they first come in, I we go over nutrition and we do a uh, workout plan. But I, mm-hmm. after a couple of sessions, I get it right when it comes to work. Well, when it comes to both to see what works for them. And they don't understand that because mm-hmm. they're so used to other coaches and nutritionists just giving them a plan and saying, go. <laughs> I don't work that way. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't work that way. And they think don't work that way. They think my way is kind of like trying to get their money, but they don't realize that the other way is getting their money because they put that blanket over you. And it's like, well, you just like him and her and them over there. I'm like, no, I got a factor in your sleep. I got a factor in your age, your height, how active you are. How are you eating? What are you eating? What times of day you are eating? Like it takes a lot to put into the play on that end. And then I also got to incorporate the, the, um, the, the fact that we're working out. So I got to make sure we get that in as well. So they don't, 
They don't understand that. That's the behind the scenes. Like. Yes. Yes. It's, it's, it's a lot that goes on. And they'd be like, well, why? Um, well, some individuals, most don't. But some would be like, I don't understand why it costs so much. And it really doesn't cost. I tell them, it doesn't cost uh, much at all if you're going out and wasting your money on all these horrible, these fad things. You know, you'll spend a hundred, two hundred, three, five hundred dollars up into thousands of dollars. They say, I think the average person, there's a statistic, they spend well over like 10K on just like nutrition supplements and diet stuff exactly. in their lifetime. The average American. Exactly. And that's that's so true. And um, a lot of it is if you just eat like you're supposed to, you don't need any of that. Like mm-hmm. that's uh, I was asked a while back to endorse a supplement, and I didn't do it because I'm just like I'm not gonna take it. Um, I know I'm not gonna take it. Why should I sit here and try to promote that and tell other people to take it? Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm like, just eat what you eat, whole foods. That's it. Yeah, just eat whole <laughs> foods. That's that's really it. How oh, how did you lose so much weight? How did you lose so much weight? I ate whole foods. I stopped eating. Mm-hmm. Stop eating. Stop eating out. Really, like for years, I didn't eat out. Like I, you couldn't find me in the restaurant. It's like I'm cooking. I'm bringing my lunch. I'm cooking. I, I remember funny little story. Uh, <laughs> when I first started working in healthcare, I used to bring my lunch, and mm-hmm. I'm single, 22, 23. So all the nurses were thinking, oh, he's married. Which I thought was so like, what? Because I'm bringing my lunch and I cook? Oh, so how long you been married? Uh, that little girl keeping you happy? whatever? Because these older nurses, of course, at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm trying to get healthy. I'm doing this. And it's just like, but why when we got McDonald's and this and that? And that hospital was surrounded by all these fast food chains. Oh, Tra- don't t- that's another thing. Y- yes, but. yes, we could talk about that, and um, <laughs> it's I. It just it was amazing to me that these individuals who worked in healthcare didn't do this. They would go through these spots on lunch, and you sit there and watch somebody in the hospital sick because of these things, and you will go and get your lunch and eat the same thing. It just used to blow my mind. I worked at a very famous hospital, not going to call the name, here in Atlanta. And um, they had a fast food restaurant downstairs. Literally, like, it wasn't in the hospital, but you might as well say it was in the hospital. And it was 24-7. All right, now. I was like... (laughs) It's open 24 hours a day. And you'll see patients just carrying their IVs, walking into that establishment, getting them some meals. And I'm just like, wow, what are we doing? <laughs> like, that, that shouldn't exist. Finally, they closed it down. But it was okay. open for years. I, just for, I worked at the establishment for five years myself, and it was still open. And I mean, all times of day and night, there'd just be like a trail of ants. Going down there, getting food constantly. Um, and it just blew me away. Even with uh, when I talk to my clients now, they're like, ooh, so I got to get up, up um, Chick-fil-A, uh, this, that, and the third. I'm like, well, you have to give it up, but <laughs> you know it's other options. You can kind of make your own. Um, because I was somebody told me, that's the healthiest fast food. I'm like, it's no such thing as healthy fast food. That's an oxymoron itself. It, People always are trying to make something like, oh, they has lettuce and tomato on it, so I'm eating some vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, ma'am, no sir, no sir. Like that, that, that does not count as your vegetables for the day. <laughs> that is the, but you know, you t- you touched on, and I think I know you're talking about, but just it. Um, just your the environment mm-hmm. being a because I, I majored in nutrition got my master's degree in nutrition as well but you start to really see environments particularly low income environments environments with people of color having nothing but you know the gas station store and yes. when I tell you if any 
and I and you'll pay attention now. Any kind of um like maybe smaller town you would go to, you'll see a dialysis clinic. You'll see a liquor store. Yep. You'll see a Dollar Tree. You'll see a fast food restaurant. Those four. Yep. Yep. Will always be there. And a nail in a nail salon. That's up. Yep. Yeah, that's five. That's yep. five. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those things will be part of that community. Um, and maybe a Walmart, probably like five, ten miles somewhere. Mm-hmm. And those are what you have around you. So if there's nothing else, you know, there's nothing else. And people aren't going to go, people like me and you, we'll definitely go out of our way to make something happen. But when that, you know, that mom with four kids, is she going to really go out her way or is she just going to go to what's convenient? Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's that's the troubling uh, part of it. And I'm on my crusade <laughs> to get to help people understand health who don't, who's not exposed to some of the opportunity and the knowledge that I have been exposed to in my time because I'm a curious I'm a curious individual and I ask questions because of course the schools I went to they didn't talk too much about nutrition and whatnot but when I went to college that's when I took my first nutrition class and I was like yo this makes a lot of sense and I see why in certain areas they don't have the fresh fruit, fruit, vegetables and fruit and uh, things of that nature because it's it's kind of, it's on purpose. Because if you if you if you eating well and you eat like you're supposed to, you function better in society. Mm-hmm. Period. So why in the world would I put this in places I don't want to thrive? You know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to cut that funding. I'm going to make sure that those food chains, uh, the healthier grocery stores are not there. The fresh markets, the farmers markets. Whole Foods. Yes. There's a whole story called Whole Foods. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to make sure that it's not get, that it doesn't get into those places and those areas. And again, if it do come by time it comes, we're going to kind of push out of the old residence that was there. And that's mm-hmm. happening all across this country. We'll bring yep. it, but you all got to go, you know. Um, and it's just it's sad because again, food is political. Food is um, yes, yeah. It, it's like people people just think it's just oh, I'm just eating. You know, <laughs> food is a it, it's everything. Uh, yes, I, yeah. I, I hate, I hate, I say that and people are like, oh, you're just talking about eating. No, 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 no. You, the power of who controls the food, that's big. <laughs> I would say who controls the food is huge. If you don't have an area, a space where you can get whole foods, you need to be fighting like hell to get it there. And I mean that seriously because. That's the difference between a person actually being able to function because uh, a trend that's been going on about these older celebrities that's in their 50s or whatnot are getting healthy, are working out, going vegan, eating whole foods. And they probably didn't do that when they was younger, especially when they came from some of these food deserts that we're referring to. Yep, that we're referring to. But now since they have a little money, they realize that, oh, food is important and what I eat is important. If I want to protect the money, myself or whatever they say, I need to make sure that the food is on point. And I wish more people would talk about that who has platforms Me too. to say, no, don't go to the corner, the gas station at the corner store and get the bag of chips and the, and the soda, the pop or whatever you call it. And some candy. No, try to get some fresh fruit and vegetables. It's not as expensive as you think. That's another. That's another myth. It's not the price. It's the access. Mm-hmm. When people realize that access is what it is. If you don't have access, then you are that. That's when you are at a disadvantage because you don't have the access like other communities. Um, and speaking of food deserts, like, do you do 
any work or education in spaces that are food deserts are eventually going to become foods there deserts are individuals mm-hmm. who just don't understand. Do you do any outreach work with your uh, business? Personally, not right now, but I mm-hmm. think that would be a great, great opportunity um, for me in the future, you know, to, to do more education around that and to provide more advocacy mm-hmm. around that area. But um, I know in, you you you're from Athens? No, Athens. no, no. I'm um I'm actually from Augusta, Georgia. Okay, but yeah. you know Athens yeah. and mm-hmm. so that was um well they have the West Farmers Market mm-hmm. and I was the market manager there for some time and okay. so that was my um, after understanding more about it in school that was my my first real world experience for understanding why farmers markets are important and how communities thrive and how you know that that lack of access is something that's systematic mm-hmm. um and so bringing in farmers market bringing in farmers farmers of color i mean i've met some amazing people through that that i still keep up with at this time even though i've transitioned out of that position but that was that is something that is really close and near to my um heart in regards to nutrition because yeah it's it's I mean, I can't sit here and tell you to go eat a kale salad if, A, kale, you don't have any kale anywhere around you, or kale costs, like, you know, however much. Mm -hmm. And so it's, or like, yeah, it's not convenient for you. Yeah. So it's definitely something that um, I've done. I'm not doing it per se currently, uh, because luckily I'm meeting clients who, financially can would afford that amount but i definitely want to work with um there's a great program in atlanta um good measurement not good measurements but um it's the open hand and they do the cooking matters Mm -hmm. so i volunteered with them for some time and then working with the northeast georgia food bank Mm -hmm. and they have a lot of um food food drives just kind of getting out there, understanding more about like that, food, the food deserts, food poverty, um, because it's very common here in, in Georgia. You, yeah. <laughs> you're driving by them probably every day. You don't even know. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, that's a thing that, um, a privilege that people have where they don't know that that's going on. Um, mm. They have that privilege, uh, and it's sad because I have volunteered in different areas and different spaces, and it's not getting better; it's getting worse, and mm. it's on purpose. Um, when you have people in charge who say that giving kids free lunches will make them lazy, mm-hmm. um, um, that's scary. You know, that these people are in charge and they want to get away with free lunch, which that may be the only time that this individual get to eat is at school. And mm-hmm. of course, we know that school lunch is not the healthiest, but it's something that they can eat. Uh, they get mm-hmm. uh, they do away with the free breakfast programs, um, cut that funding. You know, it's so it's again, food is very important. Um, mm-hmm. I remember taking standardized tests back in the day and they would. um they would say, make sure you get a good breakfast before you come in. Yes. You know? And it's like, okay, you realize that, again, how important food is. And if these children are not eating uh, properly, how are they going to perform? You know? Mm-hmm. How are they going to do this? How will they succeed? You know, some do not saying at all that don't have options um, and access, don't do well. Quite a few actually do well, but why are we even having this problem in this country, mm-hmm. in this state of Georgia? That's what I think the question need to be. Um, yeah. Why even put them through that? But um, I, I, this this conversation can it, it's it's so it is is it need to be had on a larger scale with more people, um, especially more people who look like us. We need to really talk about it and take action, not just sit around and talk about it, but actually take action. And you may have to just take it in our own hands because one thing I do believe that the government is not going to save you. 
You have to, no one's going to save you. Actually, you have to save yourself. And if it's a problem that is really near and dear to your heart and you really, really want to make a difference, you're going to have to organize and do it yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can talk offline because I am working on something to do something like that. But it is, it's just really sad because again, like I said, I remember back in the day when I was in school and that was quite some time ago, uh, telling my age, I've been out of high school for 20 years, but it was happening back then. And again, like I say, it's still happening. It's worse now. Um, getting worse now. Where, mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with access to just a freaking tomato or apple. <laughs> like, it's, it's really bad. Um, and we just got to do better. We have to do better. Um, I want to ask you also, like, if individuals uh, want to. Well, no, before I go there, I'm going to ask this. What and not saying that you can do it all by yourself, but with what you know and your knowledge, what do you wish could happen with um, with just food in general, with lack of access? How would you come at the issue? What would what would be number one? All you got to do is just give me number one. Where would you start to help individuals have better access to uh, whole foods? Mm. Let's see, number one, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let me just kind of be uh, ask a clarifying question. You wanna, you want me to tell you what would be one of my number one things I would change in this country, or just in general? Well, well let's let's just say in general. Let's just say on 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 your block. Person, you know, like in your area, what would you change to help mm. individuals get? Because the nation is huge, the state is huge, the city is huge, the county is mm. huge. I always tell people you may have to just start on your front door. You may not, of course, that may not be the situation going on right where your address is, but you know what I mean. Like in your general area, where where would you start? What do you think would be number one to change? I would definitely say having, I would want there to, I would want to be able to walk to somewhere where I can get food and not drive. Yeah. Yeah. Making that more, if there's like, if a grocery store could do a pop-up in the neighborhood or something. Yeah. (laughs) Bring it to us. Let that be part of those some of those grocery stores you know responsibility yeah that way i know okay every wednesday this big grocery is coming they're going to be on the street i can walk there go grab my stuff go yeah absolutely. you know absolutely i would say just it like you said that access making it more accessible and i and i definitely know these big retailers have the funds it's just having someone who can maybe orchestrate it. Yep. Because any street, you can have that happen. You yeah. just need a tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need a tent. You need some crates. Talking about a crate challenge. You yeah. need them crates. You need some little wooden. It doesn't need to be cute. It just needs to be. Yeah. You need a sign, prices, someone to man the register, and it can happen. Absolutely. That's Rain, sleet, or snow. That's so true. <laughs> it doesn't take much, and that's why, and I'm glad you said that because people think, oh, well, the government should be do. You can do that. That's a couple of hundred dollars. You know, that's mm-hmm. a couple, maybe a thousand at the most. And then if you're working with other individuals, you don't know, somebody may have a tent. Somebody may have crates. You know? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not. Huge, Rocket yeah. You may science. have to get, yeah, yeah. You may have to get a permit or something because they may try to crack down on you. But mm-hmm. you can, once you do all of that, you can do this yourself. You can create spaces yourself, and mm-hmm. that's so important. That's true. If people have more access where they can walk to get Whole Foods, the face of this country will look totally different. Like walking to get Whole Foods is yes. two. Walking number one, that yes. exercise, fitness. And then getting the nutrition. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before I let you go, I'm going to ask you, where do you see your business in five years? Oh, I just pray that I um, 
I'm looking for my niche now. Mm-hmm. That is where things are going. I have a couple of ideas of which way I'm trying to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely enjoy working with weight loss and working in the weight loss space. But I think maybe I'm going to try to transition to working more with athletes um, because I definitely kind of want, because I take nutrition so personally, and it, it it's one thing, I mean, I'm not the greatest with, let's say, maybe finances or taxes, but mm-hmm. nutrition is something that, if, if nothing else, that's something I do, and I want someone else who has that mindset. Mm-hmm. Um and so having some more experience within um, sports nutrition and seeing if that's something that I want to get into. But I would definitely have some sort of niche within my business for that. And now you gave me a great idea with more advocacy for mm-hmm. food deserts and, you know, advocating for people in these smaller spaces or smaller towns to to figure out ways that these bigger retailers can can touch these because you know everyone is still shopping with them yeah but it's like figuring out ways that they can they can give back because i know people are always looking for ways to give back and there's money every year (laughs) federal dollars yes i think every company and you have to like dedicate a certain Mm -hmm. amount Mm -hmm. so figuring out some ways and proposals to get that into um figure out ways and supposed to get that more, you know, to fruition, make that mm-hmm. more of a reality for people. Because it really, for me, I want to be a nutrition and health and wellness consultant. It's nutrition is something I can work with you on a one-on-one basis, or I can work as a project manager. You know, I, I kind of want to be, I definitely love to be a jack of all trades because I love just that creativity and just having that ability to learn about something new. I'm kind of not, I don't want to be a one trick pony, but you know, it's yeah. good to be, have, have a, a good source like that, but definitely kind of get out into that consulting space and just helping these brands, these companies, even individuals and just communities kind of bring wellness and nutrition to take it to another level Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And thinking that they can come, knowing that they can come to me and say, hey, Soleil, I got a farmer's market that I want to launch. What do you think I need to do? Or, mm-hmm. hey, this person wants to lose weight. What do you think I need to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. That's, yeah, that that's that's great. Um, I'm, and I'm sure that you're going to get actually accomplish and get all of that taken care of. I have no worries Thanks about so much, that. Tate. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you for this opportunity. I mean, I truly you know, appreciate you reaching out to me. Yeah. It, it's it's in the beginning, but just know you were first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you you welcome. But I, I had to hey once Jessica told me, I was like, Well, I definitely need to get her on so she can just again whenever it's an opportunity to talk about nutrition, to talk mm-hmm. about health, um, mental, physical, uh, spiritual, I want to bring individuals on who are passionate about it like yourself because um you know it's it's not easy always it's not easy for people to really um for people to really uh just actually get get it together because those three to have together is um that's a great place to be and they don't have to be perfect but if you're working on those and you're improving that's definitely good and um, I want to thank you for actually being on here. And before you go, I definitely want you to let the individuals know how they can reach out to you. What's the name of your business and your social media? Okay. So the name of my business is Nutrition by Soleil LLC. And my social media handle for Instagram is Soleil RD, S-A-L-L-A-Y-R-D. Um, I... Pretty much those are the two places you can find me. I have my website as well, nutritionbysoleil.com. You can go on there. You can book a session with me. I do nutrition coaching and counseling for weight loss, many chronic diseases, diabetes, um, hypertension. So that is where I'm going. And I'm getting into some other spaces that I'll also start to tell, talk more about. 
um, in the future, hopefully before the end of the year. But really, those are the places you can find me, Instagram, my website, and then email nutritionbysoleil at gmail.com. So the same as my website. Well, thank you very much, Soleil, and I wish you all the best. Um, thanks again for sitting down with us and giving us such a, a great wealth of knowledge about nutrition and about you, your business, your path, uh, what keeps you going and displaying and sharing with us your passion for what you do. So just thank you very much. And I wish you thank the best. You. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a good one. You too. Take care.